Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Red Zone Buzz. This week, I'm with Lucas, Max, Jason, and Clay, and today I will be hosting. Um, today, we've got your locks, our fan duel fucking picks, Lucas's fantasy sit and starts. It's going to be a great episode today. We're going to be starting off with some picks, starting off with Jason and his locks. All right, so I've got like five locks right now for tomorrow that I'm feeling pretty confident about. Um, the first being Ezekiel Elliott to score against the Cincinnati Bengals. I think there's a good chance he also covers his yards, which is set around 74 and a half, um, as well as um, you get plus 500 odds on him to score twice, um, which I think is really, really good value. But um, I'm taking him at minus 115 as an anytime touchdown score. Um, and that'll be my first lock of the day. Um, secondly, um, in the Falcons Chargers game, I'm taking over 91 and a half um, combined rushing and receiving yards for Austin Eckler. Um, and those odds are coming in at minus 113. Um, and I'm parlaying this personally. Um, but that I think is a really good take. Eckler um, really did well um, with the touches that he got, even in a 45 to nothing blowout. Um, and, you know, the game before that clearly covered that against the Bills. Um, and, you know, this time he's playing the Falcons. Um, and he has a ton of receiving upside and lines up in receiver slots all the time. Um, so I think that's a pretty hammer as well. Um, I like the value in the Chicago Bears money line, which is at a plus 110. Um, I'm throwing that into my parlay um, because it just has some really nice odds attached to a really likely, you know, you have the Bears who have a top four defense, um, arguably top three defense. Um, and you're playing a team like the Houston Texans, who they have a ton of good players and a ton of talent, but they also have a bunch of shitty ass players starting at starting positions. Um, and it, it's a huge gap um, in the NFL for that. So that's pretty problematic. And I just, I just think the Bears are just overall a better team, even with their recent struggles. So I'm taking them at plus 110. Um, looking at the Jets-Seahawks game, I am absolutely hammering a lock of the day, Braxton Berrios, over three and a half receptions. And those odds, I don't actually know. I think they're minus 120 um, for that. Um, and here's the logic in that. Um, Jamison Crowder has set out um, four games this year, um, and in weeks two and three, and in weeks um, seven and eight. Um, in those games, um, Braxton Berrios – had six catches, four catches, four catches, and eight catches. Now, in this game, Denzel Mims also is sitting out um, for personal reasons, um, as well as in those four games that Braxton Berrios played and covered this 3.5 mark, um, those defenses were San Francisco, Indianapolis, Buffalo, and Kansas City, who are all significantly worse than the Seattle friggin' Seahawks this week. Um, so I think Braxton will definitely cover three and a half receptions, certified lock of the day. Um, and I also like his yard set at 39 and a half. Um, and those odds come in at minus 110. Um, and if choose, you choose to borrow this, I great to mind to throw in um, just to bolster your odds are Tennessee Titans minus 350 against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, all of this parlays um, to plus 1,716 odds as a five-teamer, um, and that's seven for 120 or 10 for 171. Um, and, yeah, that pretty much wraps up the locks that I have. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, next, we've got Clay with his locks, his NFL locks. Clay is actually so solid. His locks. He makes a lot of money on FanDuel. And so, yeah, Clay, what are you thinking for tomorrow? You're muted. You're actually muted. Um. Okay. There we go. Uh, I think so. I got. I got a same. Got a same game parlay that I'm pretty confident in. I got uh, Chiefs at Dolphins. I got the Chiefs money line. I got Patrick Mahomes under 310.5 passing yards um, because um, in that Broncos game, we did see them on the ground a lot. Yeah, um, we did. So I'm not sure if he'll be able to cover 310. I got um, Mike Gusecki over 39.5 receiving yards. That's he my boy right there. Um, a week ago, and I think he's going to be very valuable for them. Um Max, can you correct me? Uh, is Miles Gaskin out for the week? Miles Gaskin is, in fact, out for the week with oh, uh, COVID-19. A little bit of a blunder on my part, but I did have him in my parlay. Um, Wait, does that push your lay? It might. Does it? I don't think so. I think it pushes because it's if the player starts, um, the bet is active, and he's not starting, yeah. so I think your Either bet way, pushes. If you were to play, I think he would score a touchdown. Same with Tyreek Hill. Um I have Tyreek Hill's over on um, his receiving yards, 78.5. Um, and I did have another Miles Gaskin over 57 rushing yards. So, um, yeah. Um, and then I have some futures bets that I, that I have. Um, so for the Super Bowl, I was thinking, you know, Chiefs, you obviously got. And then... Uh, I think it's between the Packers and the Saints, so um, choose wh- whichever one you want between those. I don't, I don't really see the Rams, um, or the Seahawks uh, being able to contest for that spot um, too well. I see the Chiefs um, winning the AFC Championship, um, and I do have the Jets um, going 0-16 on the season. Um, they're playing, what, Browns, um, who else? They're, they're playing. They're playing three teams that they're going to lose to. Yeah, guaranteed. Yeah, bet all your money lines right, against right. them. Those are the bets I got for you guys. And I also, um, I have a Fanduel team. I don't know if Max did that. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll do that later. Um, but I've got my locks. So we've got some money lines, and we've got some anytime touchdown scores. Now, actually. Clay and I have been very accurate on our anytime <laughs> touchdown scores. Um, last week, Clay kind of doubted me on that DeAndre Hopkins pick. He scored. Uh, he was minus odds, but he still scored if you had him in LA. Um, what I'm rocking with tomorrow, money line wise, Cardinals minus 142 against the Giants. I think the Cardinals are going to um, do well against the Giants. It might be close, but I still think the Cardinals will definitely come up on top. Then at plus 110, the Bears beating the Texans. Now, they are unfavored, but I think this is one of those things that boosts your odds in the lay, and it has a decent chance of happening, and that's why I've put it in. Um, next, Chiefs beating the Dolphins at minus 335. Uh, best team in the league by far, beating a very young team. Uh, I think that's very doable. Next, Titans at Jaguars, minus 350. Um, last time, uh, I think... Uh, Titans had minus 350 odds were against the Browns and they ended up losing. 
Um, but I think they're going to come back uh, this week, and I think they're going to beat the Jaguars, definitely. Um, next, at probably the most terrible odds I've ever seen for a money line in the NFL, uh, minus 1,150, the Seahawks beating the Jets. Now, I've been very uh, advocate of this season of betting every money line against the Jets, so of course I'm taking that. It's also the Seahawks, very solid team. Uh, next, Packers being the Lions. Divisional matchup at minus 460. Bears did get beat by the Lions, I think, last week it was. But the Packers are, you know, they're Super Bowl contenders, unlike the Bears. So they have a very good chance of being, I think, last place in their the last place uh, team in their division. Um, and then finally in that lay, Saints being the Eagles. Eagles are terrible. They're overpaying. They're stupid quarterback who's a backup QB. Um, at minus 400, Saints are going to destroy. And that in a lay would be $10 for 88. Um, I might even go and say 20 for 176. Um, so, yeah. But now anytime touchdown scores, this is always a lock. But I'm surprised it's actually unfavored odds. But DeAndre Hopkins plus 130 anytime touchdown score against the Giants. I think he's getting targets in the red zone no matter what tomorrow. Like, that's guaranteed. Like, he's getting a bunch of targets. Definitely one of them is going to be a touchdown. Um, and then this is interesting. You can do a same-game parlay if you're on FanDuel. If not, that's unfortunate. But Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey against the Dolphins. Together, it would be a 10-for-24 same-game parlay. You can also add in more to that. But I just think that those are two amazing receivers. Um, now, Tyreek Hill is minus 130, and Travis Kelsey is plus 100. If you just want to bet one, I would say solidly bet on Travis Kelsey. Because I'm not exactly sure on Tyreek Hill, but I think odds-wise, Travis Kelsey is the better pick. Next, of course, like every week, Derrick Henry, minus 310. I'm only locking that in in a parlay because I'm not risking $31 for 10. No way. Um, so, yeah, he's an anytime touchdown score against the Jaguars. And next, this is kind of odd, but Alan Lazard against the Lions. I, I think Alan Lazard will score tomorrow. I It's plus 170. It's great odds for, like, it's just great value. And, honestly, Alan Lazard is a very solid receiver. And, of course, they have Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones, but their odds were very, uh, very bad. Um, and I think Alan Lazar just has the best odds for the chance he has of getting a touchdown tomorrow. So that is for my picks. Um, I think next we're going to go to Max's fan duel picks um, for the his team. All right. So as you said, with Alan Lazar, I was quarterback Aaron Rodgers leading my team. Um, at $9,100. Oh, sorry. And for those of you who don't know, FanDuel is um, a budget team. You pick a new team every week on a $60,000 budget, and each player is um, a certain amount of money. So as I said, Aaron Rodgers, my quarterback, he is $9,100, and he is playing the Detroit Lions, who have struggled against the pass all year. They made Mitchell Trubisky look like a, uh, a competent quarterback, and I have no reason um, – or I have no reason to believe that they will stop Aaron Rodgers on Sunday. Next, I have DeAndre Washington, who is filling in for Miles Gaskin. He's a great budget option, and he is only $4,800. Um, next, I have J.D. McKissick. And with Alex Smith, we've seen a lot of upside from him. He's only uh, $5,300, and I think that with the absence of Antonio Gibson out with turf toe, we can really see him start to explode in that starting role. Um, next, I have my uh, stack of the week with Devontae Adams. He is the most expensive wide receiver in FanDuel. 
but rightfully so. The dude drops about uh, 25 points a week, guaranteed, and has an upside for 40, and he is uh, $9,600. Next, I have Tyreek Hill, who I believe will explode against uh, Xavier Howard and the Miami Dolphins. He is $9,000. As my third wide receiver, I have my guy, Robbie Anderson. Uh, DJ Moore is out due to COVID-19 concerns, and I think that Anderson will do a very nice job fitting in. And Bridgewater already loves him, so I see no reason why this would uh, this streak of targets would not continue. And he is six thousand five hundred dollars. Um, next, I have Noah Fant. Um, his price range escapes me right now, but I remember him being fairly cheap, around uh, five thousand four hundred dollars. And he is also playing um, the Carolina Panthers, who give up the twenty third most points to tight ends. Uh, at flex, I have Mike Davis over the past. Two weeks, he's seen over 29 touches, and I have no reason to believe that this would not continue. He's also only $6,800 and allows me to get players such as Tyree Kill or uh, Devontae Adams. And finally, for my defense and special teams, I have the Carolina Panthers coming in at $3,400. They're playing a struggle in Denver Broncos offense, and really all you need them to do is not get negative points. That's my team, and I hope you guys can make some money off of it. Uh, great. Now, uh, here we've got a great signature segment on Red Zone Bust. Um, it is Let's go, baby. It is Lucas's main segment, starts or sis, trust or bust, whatever you want to call it. Lucas, um, so now who are who are we starting? Um, I've got a question. I've got Brandon Ayuke. Uh, what's the deal with him this week? What are we doing with him? Brandon Ayuk. All right, so Brandon Ayuk. I'm gonna go ahead and trust Brandon Ayuk. Trust. Uh, in the past, I don't know, three or four games, Ayuk has had over 15 points. He's had over two touchdowns. He has just been a consistent. He's been a machine. He's pretty much been the wide receiver one on the on the Niners. Yeah. Um. So you know, Ayuk is a guaranteed start for me. I'm gonna trust Ayuk. Um. And yeah, trust. that's what we got for Brandon Ayuk. Uh, what about James Conner? A very good RB. James Conner is a very good RB. The sad part is that he's not a very good fantasy. Ah, RB, right. <laughs> so, you know, the, the, you got to strike the balance there. So, James Conner is going to be a buzz. He's going to be a big buzz this week. He hasn't been getting touches in the red zone. Put him on the bench. Right. Put him on the bench, man. Get get him off your team. Get him off your team. Now, a signature Raider from Oakland and Vegas, Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs has been hurt the past few weeks. Max, would you actually – would you give us a quick update? How, how is Josh Jacobs doing? So, Josh Jacobs has been struggling with an ankle injury that he suffered against the Falcons. He was out last week. Um, if he plays this week, he will be limited. Um, so in my opinion, he would be a buzz. I would not start him with confidence. However, he does have that goal line upside as he is a power back and does see a lot of goal line touches. Wow. Unfortunate because the playoffs fantasy are starting this week. That is very unfortunate yeah. for Josh Jacobs owners who in our league Josh has Jacobs Josh Jacobs actually. I think that would ben be does. Ben. Ben Yeah. No, Ben, ben had Will Fuller and Josh Jacobs. Oh, but he has Devontae Adams, right? Wait, is Josh Jacobs sitting? 
He's limited. Josh Josh Jacobs, um, he's expected to play, but he's expected to be in a very limited role. Damn. Oh Who's playing him? Um, ben is playing Rock. Yeah. Hey, can we point out that I missed the playoffs by 20 points? That was bogus. That was so bogus. I missed about 20 points. But we're going to continue with this segment. JT, the man with yeah, the just dream. A quick update. Just really quick. Yeah. Just really quick update on Josh Morty. Um, Raiders running back Josh Jacobs, who is listed as questionable for Sunday due to an ankle injury, is likely to play uh, versus the Colts. Per source, Jacobs practiced Thursday and Friday and now appears ready to go after um, missing last week's game versus Jets. So oh, I so suppose you could start him. Again. Yeah, he is ready. But then again, he's, he's playing that, that Colts defensive line. He's got to force Right. Buckner. So not only is he playing the Colts I, I don't, defensive I don't, line. Is divorce back? Because he was out against the Titans. Well, look, he's he's dealing with a nagging ankle injury, and you never want to have your cornerstone of a franchise. You, you never want to risk them when you're more than likely not yeah. going to make the playoffs, and the Raiders really aren't a good football team. We saw that last week. So, again, I don't think that Josh Jacobs will get that, you know, um, uh, workload that most people expect from him. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, we've got JT – a man that was actually on my team that's not in the playoffs. Jonathan Taylor, what are we thinking for fantasy owners this week, Lucas? Trust or bust? Jonathan Taylor, I'm going to trust. All right? And and, uh, and I'm going to trust, and, and I'll tell you. I agree. I know. I know. I Thank you, Jason. Um, I'm going to tell you well, why. I'll trade for him. You want him? Yeah, I'll trade for him. Right, propose right now. Middle of the podcast trade. Jonathan Taylor, we'll see. We'll see. Jonathan Taylor played. He had 22.5 fantasy points. He had 13 carries. He had 91 yards, uh, three receptions, 44 yards, and a touchdown. So it's iffy. If you want that upside, if, you, if you're in a tough matchup, you know, if you're going to get up against a one or two seed and you need that upside, I would, I'm going to trust Jonathan Taylor. However, you got to look at that three receptions, 44 yards, and a touchdown. There, there, there's some there's some hidden keys in that. So the touchdown was, I think it was like a 10 or 20 yard reception. If he doesn't get that, he's looking at, you know, a pretty classic Jonathan Taylor week having, you know, 13, 12, 13 points. So he's not, I, I don't think he's going to bust, but I, I it's, it's iffy. I'm going to say it's iffy for Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Um. So, now we've got a little sticky situation. Who are we starting? Lamar or Kyler, the former MVP and honestly an MVP candidate for this year? Well, this is a tough one. This is one that I have seen people ask so many fantasy pros across, um, you know, fantasy this whole week. It's, 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 it's a really tough it's a really tough call. Kyler has not been playing well. Um, you know, he's been suffering that shoulder injury. He hasn't yeah. been running as much. So he's kind of lost that signature upside that we saw with him earlier this season. Lamar, on the other hand, has looked pretty good. I mean, to be fair, it was the Dallas Cowboys defense, right? It probably the worst defense in the NFL. Um, but he looked good. And, and to be honest, he has a pretty good matchup this week. I, I'm liking Lamar. I'm liking Lamar in this compa- comparison. I mean, um, might I add to the Kyler uh, Murray take? 
Um, he hasn't been running as much or really thrown as well because of a nagging shoulder injury. So his coach, Cliff Kingsbury, the fourth uh, best coach in the NFC West, told him to, you know, <laughs> not run as much. And really that it really hurt his fantasy game, but it also hurt his passing game because he doesn't become that dual threat quarterback that, you know, is hard to defend against. Max really yeah. went the you fourth did best. Cliff, you did throw shade at coach. You really threw shade. Okay. He at Cliff Kingsbury. When Cliff Kingsbury is Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, and Pete That Kennedy. was too subtle to the not be recognized. Oh my god. He, he is not a good coach. coach. I thought you really were not. saying I thought you were gonna say like fourth best in the league, and then he said fourth worst in the NFC West. And I was like a second later. Oh my Dude, god. The, the the three in front of him, the three coaches in front of him are all top six or seven, so who are okay, in man, front that, of him? That's just the way it is. Uh, it doesn't change the facts. Who's in front of him? Sean McVay, Pete Carroll, and Kingsbury's top thirteen or fourteen. Kingsbury's a horrible coach. He I, he is not good. I'm sorry. Yeah, he is, I, no oh money. my god! Who, who leaked the code? The who leaked the code? Who the red zone? Oh my god! Who leaked the code? That nobody had to have been named. Oh my god! Who what happened? Nick Clay, no, why did you give that? Lucas, Lucas put it in no, 20. Lucas put it in 20. Lucas. <laughs> we don't have to allow anyone. We literally don't have to allow anyone. It's a joke. Well, being too loud. Oh, you really, you really went through the troubles and sent them the link, bro. Oh, my God. Uh, you were sent for Black Zone Buzz. <laughs> um, so, next, Dude, I think. Black Zone Buzz is going to post the link, bro. Dude, um, so God, who Lucas leaked the coat? Uh, all right, so Lucas. now we're gonna, I think we should go into like an open topic kind of thing. You feel yeah, me? I have one. Um, I want to know your guys' thoughts on DeAndre Swift this week. We talked about him a few weeks ago, he's still suffering that concussion. He was sick. Like, how are you feeling on DeAndre Swift this week? Look, DeAndre Swift is a very difficult case. I think that he's dealing with some sort of CTE. Um, you know, Hall of Fame running back Adrian Peterson came out and said that it's it's hard to be around him because he just doesn't look the same. If he can't act the same off the field, I can't see how he can perform the same on the field. And that's why I, I really get worried about DeAndre Swift, not only this week, but also going forward. Yeah, DeAndre Swift is a great running back. I think it's just like the team he's on is not solid. I think if he was on like, huh? I feel like if he was on like the Rams, he would be so solid. I feel like they have a really good running back core. Um, <laughs> um, what do we think of Cam Akers? Do you think he should be the RB one? Because um, I think the coaches said they don't want him as an RB one. No, Al Shanahan makers. He said that he thinks that you know, he's he's found one in. And honestly, that's really make him, awesome. Make but um, Kyle Shanahan doesn't coach yeah. the Rams. Yeah, Sean McVay. Forty, I sent you a trade. Um, Sean Sean McVay said that that he's found his guy. I mean, and he looked great. He looked fantastic. I'm gonna make a bold take right now. I'm gonna say that. Cam Akers is the top 10 running back rest of season. 
What do y'all think of that? Oh, yo, 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 yo. Yo, yo, listen to this trade that Jason just proposed to me. Yep. He's proposing giving me Darren Waller, Zeke, and MT for Eric Ebron, Tyree Kill, and Jonathan Taylor. Can we get back to the Lucas take on Cam Akers? Because I can actually make a case for him going in the first round next year. Oh, oh, shit. Look, if Cam Akers can keep up his production with that amazing offensive line that they have in L.A., I see no reason why he can't replicate what Todd Gurley did all the way back in 2017, I believe. Please correct me if I'm wrong. But Cam Akers is an explosive back. He's great at catching passes out of the backfield. I see no reason why, if he continues his production this season, why that can't carry over to next season, why he can't be um, upwards of an RB5. Okay. Fair point. Next, uh, next year, I think what, – what do you guys think uh, Devontae Adams is going in next year in the draft? Devontae Adams is going to be a top three pick. He's he's going to be Michael Thomas. No, 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 no. He's going to be a top yes. seven pick. He'll be a top seven pick. Top seven, sure. Whatever you want to say, he's going to be. No, no receivers are going to go very high. Why not? He puts up more. Top six are already set in stone. It's going to be a mix of CMC and Saquon and Derrick Henry and Alvin Kamara and Dalvin Cook. And I think you know what? I actually disagree with your Alvin Kamara take. I think it completely depends on the future of Drew Brees in New Orleans. If um, Taysom Hill takes over, or how even Jameis Winston. I can see Kamara slipping to the late first round. Okay, but like I don't think I, I don't. He's going to be back. Ride with Taysom Hill as their franchise quarterback. No, I, I think that the Swiss Army knife, but he's not a very good quarterback. So yeah, but guess what? They're winning games, and if it's not broke, don't fix it. So no, if he's winning no, games, no, no. That's you shouldn't take him out. Wrong and, because they're gonna they're gonna be put in a position where they're playing an important game. And they're not going to be able to win it because they're starting Taysom Hill at quarterback. <laughs> so okay. Well, 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 let's say they let's have say. A, a Super Bowl winning team that is not led by a Super Bowl contending quarterback. And if they if they fix their quarterback situation, then they're a Super Bowl team. Now, look, if you look at the points that Drew Brees has been able to put up versus the points that Taysom Hill has been able to put up, it's pretty clear that Taysom Hill is meshing in the Sean Payton offense just fine. And I think that that's both credit to Sean Payton, but it's also credit to the 30-year-old veteran, uh, Taysom Hill, who's able to step up and he knew the he's system. He's 30? Now he's able to perform on it. Yeah, he's he, he's a seasoned veteran. Oh, my God. I thought he was, like, 25. I thought he was – No. Oh, my and, God. And, Lucas, I think you're forgetting with Drew Brees, he had a collapsed lung. That That's a big injury. Not to mention he has a beautiful family, and I'm sure that if he wanted to retire – He's made more than enough money to be able to sit back and play golf with Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. You think his you know, daughter's cute, Max? Sorry? You think his daughter's cute? He said he has a beautiful family. You know, I haven't seen his daughter, Max. but I can, o- <laughs> I think that I can, that I can only assume that, that a man like Drew Brees would uh, have a lovely wife. That's probably the worst argument I've heard uh, for making a case for Drew Brees. Terrible argument! First off. 
First off, anyone, you can make that point for anyone that's holding the NFL. Sure, they have enough money. They've been playing forever. He, it's because he wants to play the game of football. He wants to touch that pigskin. <laughs> okay, yes. But even though he might really want to grasp that pearly, oh, oh, juicy dude, pigskin, not... he, look, he's not, he's not throwing the pigskin as well. <laughs> <laughs> His wife's throwing it for him nowadays. Right. right. Look, right. he's no longer good at throwing the pigskin, okay? And that's just the fact of the matter. I can't change that. You can't change that. You look at somebody like Aaron Rodgers, who, who is his own age. He grabs that pigskin and throws right. it downfield to Robert Tanya. I think Aaron Rodgers that big, is a juicy pigskin. You know, I got a theory. Maybe that – maybe the reason why wide receivers huh. – Maybe the reason why wide receivers wear gloves is because there's so much, like, stuff on the ball, you know, to make it easier to throw that, like, they got to they gotta have some sticky hands to catch it. Hey. Or maybe that's just the finishing product. <laughs> All right. Um, I think that's going to be the end of the podcast today. Uh-uh. <laughs> Great episode. Um, I think this is. I think this marks like. <laughs> I think this is episode. Um, uh, wait, Morty, 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 Morty can you let everyone into the podcast? Just, just, just for fun. Yeah, Morty, I, I think. I think when I remove them, they got banned. <laughs> so I, I don't think they actually can join. Unfortunately, next week, guys, we're gonna be having a lot of guests on the podcast. Um. But yeah, next week uh, will be also a great episode. We're going to have a lot of locks. We'll have a lot of fantasy playoffs to uh, talk about. Uh, this week was also great. Make sure to listen to our locks. Take Max's FanDuel team to the house. Listen to Lucas's fantasy advice. Hammer Braxton Barrios over three yeah. and a half. Reception. Yes, sir. We are going to end this podcast. Um, thank you so much for listening. If you listened all the way, thank you. Make sure to check out our socials at Red Zone Buzz. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok with more coming soon. Make sure that you uh, share this podcast, Spotify, Apple Music, and new this week, Google Podcasts. We are on Google Podcasts officially. Um, and as always, ladies and gentlemen, stay safe. And we hope to see, we hope to see you back next episode. And remember, always watch Red Zone Buzz.